Hello there and welcome back to Tap Calf Transmissions, the only podcast that is still without Eckhart Slatter, though I guess I guess every podcast is currently without Eckhart Slatter. Uh, so I am just Corey. Uh, Eck is still away for prepping for uh, for his upcoming paternity leave, so I guess he's on early paternity leave right now. But we're going to be talking a little bit about some game news, some show news, and one particular... Uh, one particular rumor, leak, confirmation in the words of some people who are generously calling themselves journalists. Uh, that has been kind of annoying me. Uh, not going to be a super long episode, just like the last time I did one of these solo ones. But this, I'm hoping, will be one of the only remaining solo podcasts for me. I'm hoping next week I'll be able to uh, maybe grab a guest and we'll cover a book or a comic or something. And uh, we'll get back into the more traditional format of TapCalf, even if Justin can't make it for uh, for episodes for a little while. There'll, there will be another point coming up later on in the month uh, where I will not be available myself. Uh, so that that's still a while away, but uh, it'll be the it'll be August third. But other than that, I'm hoping to have at least something going every week. Uh, so. The, the, I guess the biggest game news in the last week or so, or the last couple weeks, has been that BioWare is transferring development of the Old Republic over to a company called Broadsword. So, I, I've seen some mixed reactions to this, uh, about whether it means the, I, okay, and this is, this, for the people watching on YouTube, I did put in, in Justin's slot, Chief of State Cal Omas, so if you could all, Give a nice warm welcome to Steve Martin, a.k.a. Calomas. That would be very appreciated, I'm sure, for him. He gets very sensitive. Uh, but yeah, with Broadsword taking over the development of the Old Republic, I've seen some people claiming, like, oh, well, this just means it's going to go into maintenance mode, and it's never getting new content. But people say that about every MMO all the time, and it does seem like the, the layoffs that... Uh, happened at Bioware going along with the game being transferred did mean that a good chunk of the people who were working on the Old Republic at Bioware are now actually moving over to Broadsword. So it seems like they're keeping uh, at least a chunk of the staff, hopefully a lot of them. But because uh, I, I, you never want to see people getting laid off and then not having a job. But it it seems like it's pretty reasonable to assume that there's going to continue to be similar updates to the game the uh the position of bioware was that they're doing this to focus on uh dragon age mass effect and other titles so hopefully the old republic isn't going to go anywhere i still haven't played all the content that already exists so uh it shouldn't impact me for a while but for any of our tour players or other tour content creators uh for your sakes Hope there is still a lot more coming that doesn't actually slow anything down. I don't know what it'll mean for the for the cinematics. I do watch a lot of the cinematics, so or I watch all the cinematics. But uh, I, maybe they'll continue making those. Maybe not. I assume there's going to be a, a lower budget for some of that stuff now. But uh, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, there was also the news that Star Wars Eclipse was aiming for a or the rumor. I'm not sure how reasonable the rumor actually is, 
that they're aiming for a Star Wars Eclipse 2026 release date. And to me, 2026 is like, it's so far away as to not actually be a release date being given. So this is like, why even say anything at that point? So that'll that'll tie into a bit of what I'm going to talk about in a couple minutes with uh, with the Acolyte. Because there was something that happened that really just annoyed me. But, uh, but yeah, so I think that's the, the majority of the game news right now. I still don't have entirely positive feelings about uh, Eclipse because of David Cage and Quantic Dream in general. But, uh, yeah, so I'm not sure how much I'm actually going to cover it if and when it comes out. So who knows? Uh, like, I, I just... If you're if someone's rumoring a 2026 release date, like they don't don't say anything. And to be fair, I don't think the company actually did say anything. So good for them. Uh, we still still have not got a release date for Star Wars Hunters. Somehow that game is presumably still in existence, but we are we're not getting it anywhere outside. I guess uh, they they have expanded the number of countries it's in recently, right? So that's that's nice at least it's it's such a slow rollout for the game i don't know if it has to do with uh the publishing side on nintendo like any requirement they have to live up to there but it's been like pushed back for multiple years now where it's been available in australia there was a new character added so that's exciting but if i feel like it's gonna be is it just gonna be dead on arrival because no one no one really cares about it once it launches i'd be so sad with that because for for any multiplayer game especially, you need to have an engaged enough community that people are going to be actively playing it. And if people are getting in and then half the player base has already been doing it for three years, then are those people all just going to be filtering out? Is there going to be too big of a skill gap? So I guess regional servers is one of the fixes for that. But I don't know. It seems like the, the worst way to handle a game like this. That, or any game, really. It's not just a game like this. Just don't do not do this with any game. But uh, I'm still probably looking forward to it more than a lot of people are. So I'm, I'm, still, I'm still really hoping for, for something good there. Maybe I'm an idiot for, for holding out hope on that. But uh, I'm, I'm holding on to it. I don't know if I'm going to play it on my Switch or if I'm going to play it on my phone. It's, it's just there's so many options that are going to be open to me. Uh, but show-wise, it seems like we are getting somewhere with uh, with the Bad Batch Season 3. I'm going to pull this up. There was a post by Michelle Ang on Instagram. And, okay, I'll see if I can just open it without... There we go. But yeah, it seems like... The Bad Batch has finished. Has finished recording. Has finished recording audio. So that I was thinking, like I wasn't sure if that would, if uh, the Bad Batch would be more of a 2024 show or a 2025 show. But if they're finished recording now, I'm not sure what the exact turnaround is on uh, on the rest of the animation for it. So I could see that going either way, but still a good sign for it. Because what we've apparently learned in the last week is no matter how far along your Star Wars show is, someone, someone will cancel it, allegedly, 
because there has been a a report making the rounds that the acolyte has been canceled. Leslie Headland has been fired. Yada yada, and the like. I'm not saying it's impossible that anything is true, because sure it's possible, but the fact that people are reporting this is ridiculous based on the source because the source is fucking doomcock. So, like, these these outlets that just look for any Star Wars thing that they can publish because they need the clicks, it's so blatantly just clickbait. They don't care if what they're saying is true or false. They don't care what their sources are. And so one of the sites that was doing this was Giant Freaking Robot. And, like, that's the actual name. That's just not me saying freaking in the middle of it. But they had... there. So there was the news a couple days ago that... Uh, or rumor, I don't know if it was confirmed, that uh, Abigail Thorne was cast in The Acolyte. And then, like, a day later... So Giant Freaking Robot was willing to report on that. The next fucking day, Giant Freaking Robot, Comic Book News, all those grifty clickbait sites reported the Star Wars series canceled, according to Doomcock and his sources. And it's like, you can hide behind saying, oh, well, we're just reporting what this guy is saying. But at a certain point, you're the person putting that out and furthering its reach. Like, you clearly don't care about the validity of anything you say, if that's what you're doing. And Giant Freaking Robot got called out by the writers of Stranger Things, I think it was, on Twitter, where... uh where Giant Freaking Robot had, I think it was a report up saying that someone was going to be in Stranger Things. I had, I missed the original tweet. I only saw what was going on because of uh, a response from the Stranger Thing writers saying, no, that's actually not true. And then Giant Freaking Robot, uh, Giant Freaking Robot responds like, oh, sorry, we'll take that down now. We got it wrong. And like, yeah, retractions are great, but you clearly, you were reporting this stuff knowing that your sourcing for it was flimsy as shit, and it's not worth reporting on. So the Stranger Things writers came back, were like, basically saying that, like, at check your sources first, or don't report it. And I didn't see a response from Giant Robot to that. But I quote tweeted what's, uh what was going on in that thread and said, is this about the Star Wars story about the Acolyte or is this some other piece of bullshit that they'd reported? And I got, I got blocked because of that. But, uh, but yeah, so there, there are certain things where like, even if it turns out that somehow the story is correct, there are sources that you just don't use. Like at this point, it doesn't matter like, you can, you can say you like Acolyte or dislike Acolyte. There's a certain basic reality that we all need to live in. That, like, you're... If you're a reasonable person and you don't like how Acolyte looks, fine. But that doesn't mean that you should just jump on the first news or, inclin- or indication that, oh, it's cancelled. It's the exact same thing to me as the weekly reports that, like, oh, Kathleen Kennedy's out at Lucasfilm now... And she's like 70. Eventually, she will be out at Lucasfilm. And eventually, someone will say she's going to be out at Lucasfilm on the correct week. That does not mean that random jackass number six on the internet who's reporting that 
is correct or is worth using as a source. So any outlet, this includes YouTube channels, that tries to put this stuff forward on the basis of like, oh, well, we're just reporting what they're saying without that being any kind of qualifier or if it's not like a, a commentary on them sucking. Like, you're either peddling stuff you know is bullshit because you're going to make money on it, and these people do make a fuck ton of money on it, or you are gullible to an insane degree and you should not be commenting on any of this stuff to begin with. Like, it it just it blows my mind. It it honestly blows my mind. But, you know, that that's... That's my take on that. It's like, there are... I've, I've reported on... Report, I, I don't consider myself in any way a journalist, but as like a YouTuber that sometimes does Star Wars news, I have commented on rumors or mentioned rumors, but I've tried to be clear about what they're coming from, what the track record of the people behind it is, and that it's potentially wrong, rather than just using the same sources time and time again after they've been proven to be wrong repeatedly about everything. And so, like, if you come forward with something from Bespin Bulletin and they have a source, they're usually pretty reliable. You can say, like, no leaker, no insider is going to be right all the time. That's impossible. But there are certain people with better or worse track records and where their content is coming from a specific direction where it doesn't matter to these people if Kathleen Kennedy gets fired or not. Then it doesn't matter to them if the acolyte is cancelled or not. They're going to make the same amount of money off of their videos saying this anyways. So it doesn't matter to some of these channels if the people who are like their, their insider sources have never given them a, a good bit of information even once. Like, Doomcock even said on Twitter, like, I was just reporting on what my source was saying. But like, this is one of his sources that had been like, huge on the Lucasfilm Civil War thing. This is why these people are here and they're all fighting. It's like, you know, you know what you're doing. Everyone knows what you're doing, but you're still making so much money off of making these videos because it fits the narrative that certain people want to be the truth. And the fact that it is not the truth just means that you get to continue making the same videos ad nauseum. And it's... It's incredibly tiring to see, but, you know, that's, that's my, that's most of what I wanted to talk about this week, to be honest. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, like, there are, there are certain things that Bestman Bulletin has been reporting on their own news. Sometimes, it's, a lot of times it's aggregating from other places, but it's usually more reliable than a lot of those other channels. So, like, if if Bestman Bulletin reports something, it's usually got a better-than-average chance of being true, and it's usually not just trying to spin up a hate mob. But, like, it's, uh... It's usually not from, like, one source who's just never been right before. But, uh, but yeah... Do you think the chances of seeing the Ray film are higher if Disney's putting pressure on Lucasfilm to release it come hell or high water? Uh, I mean, more pressure from the studio to do it would increase the chances of it happening, but I I don't know how much impact that has in a practical sense. Because, like, what does pressure actually mean in that situation? 
Like, does that mean they're just willing to hire someone else to do it if people become unavailable? Then, sure. It's like, is it a situation where do you expect to have different writers coming out, different directors coming in? Like, then I could see that kind of situation mattering. But, because, like, if, if Taika's movies, for example, weren't about having Taika make a movie, and were instead, this is a concept for a movie that we want to have made, kind of like Solo or Rogue One, where it starts with someone else and then uh, a new director, new writers come in and finish it off, then I can see that being more of a thing, which does seem like it could apply for uh, for any of the three movies that have been announced. But I don't see it becoming necessary unless one of those people ends up having to leave the project. Because I, I, I feel like they were pretty solid on making sure they'd be able to fit in people's schedules with these announcements. Like the announcements at the at Star Wars Celebration seem a lot more solid of like these are things that are already happening than the... The slate of movies that were or movies and shows that were announced several years back where it was just like throwing up everything that they seem to just have the idea for because there's a lot of stuff that was in that where we were apparently still like years away from any kind of production being done on and there's like shows in there that we don't know like did they ever exist uh, but the there was some There was a an interview with James Mangold where he talked a little bit about the Boba Fett movie when it was going to be a movie before it became Book of Boba Fett. So maybe some of the stuff back then did have uh, did have more of a solid footing than than maybe I'm giving it credit for, but it, it seemed like at a certain point. Lucasfilm was just like, we have so many ideas and we're going to just do all of it without really having the practical side down yet. But, and it, it seemed like they were more willing to announce things or things were getting leaked, if nothing else, based on much less solid handshake agreements or just like, oh, it'd be cool if I got to make a Star Wars movie again someday for Ryan Johnson, uh, which like, I I wouldn't be shocked either way if it turns out that Ryan Johnson makes a Star Wars trilogy or doesn't. Like, I could see either of those things happening. Because I've seen it get portrayed as like, oh, Ryan Johnson was working on this and then it got cancelled. But I don't think that's ever really been an accurate characterization of anything that went on. Like, I don't think it was a thing that Ryan Johnson had agreed to make. They had a deal fully set out and Ryan Johnson was like actively working on it. Because he's been making Knives Out and the Knives Out cinematic universe basically since uh, since The Last Jedi. So it seems like it's always been more of a Lucasfilm wants him to do these movies. He wants to do these movies. There was some basis for like, oh, Ryan Johnson should do his own trilogy. And then they just all moved down the road. And then so far, nothing has really happened with that. But it's... We'll see if that does go anywhere. I personally hope it does, especially if it'd be uh, something that's kind of outside of the uh, standard characters, I guess people would expect. Which, the the original trilogy characters are 
probably not going to be involved in uh, in most movies going forward. I think that would be very difficult with all of them being dead. So I feel like some of the more controversial elements of The Last Jedi for some people wouldn't be around. And people like if you look at we've talked about it enough on the show before, but like if you look at uh, audience and critical response to basically everything else Ryan Johnson has done, it's pretty much always very positively received. So, well, I feel like there'd be more people who who end up liking it, or at, at least it wouldn't be quite as controversial. But uh, that is the the main bulk of the show and movie related stuff. There's just been there's been a lot of fun interviews that have kind of come out about some of the. Uh, some of the other shows, though, like there was an interview with uh, Jude Law about Skeleton Crew. So we didn't really hear there. There hasn't really been much information about the shows in a lot of these interviews. But if you wanted to see some of the cast and uh, cast and crew joking about their experience on shows like there was the interviews with uh, with some of the and or cast. There were the there was the skeleton crew. Uh, I keep wanting to call it skeleton key, and it's not. It's this isn't this isn't a Legend of Zelda thing, but uh, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping we'll start to get a bit more news about skeleton crew towards the end of Ahsoka. Like I'm not expecting to hear too much more about it until Ahsoka's done, because uh, I, I feel like you want to have most of the focus on Ahsoka. So hopefully we'll get another Ahsoka trailer uh, sometime in July, because the show is starting at the end of August. So we've got two months left until we're back in Star Wars show season. And that'd be... Like, I think it's far enough into August that it like may as well just be considered September. So it's like basically all of September and half of October. Then there's still Skeleton Crew uh, for the end of the year. So it it seems like we basically have the same situation as the start of the year where we've got something pretty much every week for the last uh for the last couple months. And then we still Justin and I were were talking about the the content for next year cuz it, it seems like it's a bit more sparse than this year. Uh the animated side is the really big questionable one where like, it's hard to say if the intention with, like, Tales of the Jedi as kind of a, a thing between the bigger animated series, if that means that it would take the spot between uh, Bad Batch Season 2 and 3, or Bad Batch Season 3, and then whatever the next show would happen to be. So, it, it, we could have a situation where there's, like, more than a year off between certain shows, but that's going to be difficult to say. At least we do know there are those two animated shows being made. And then between Andor Season 2, uh, The Acolyte, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else show-wise that we're... Uh, that we're getting that I'm not thinking of. Is there anything? Like, are we at the end of everything? There's Acolyte, Skeleton Crew, not Skeleton Key, Ahsoka, Andor... No, I think that's I think that's everything. I'm I'm gonna be for, no Mandalorian, obviously, but who knows? I I don't think we're taking another year off with that. 
But the, my concern there is just like is is Pedro Pascal just gonna continuously be busy, and is that gonna detract from Din's character the way it kind of did in season three, where like so much of my complaints with the show is like walking back some of Din's character development seem to have to do with the logistics of just not being able to have Pedro Pascal around as much. Uh, so that's kind of sad. Like I'd rather wait more time between seasons of the Mandalorian. If it means that Pedro can be around more, like nothing against the other actors that played in, in the armor. But I do think that him not taking his helmet off or him not being more present in the show like that did detract from it somewhat, but uh, have you read the Hollywood book that details some behind the scenes uh, LucasArts? I have not. I did get, so I got two books recently, which may be the ones you're talking about. No, it wouldn't be the ones you're talking about because that's LucasArts. But I did order these guys recently, which is going to be useful for datapad videos and datapad briefs. But uh, these are the Star Wars archives. This is the... Uh, original trilogy and prequel trilogy versions. And I have that on top of the annotated screenplays, which has a lot of like similar information and then the making of Star Wars books. So there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of fun stuff in there. But uh I I'm not actually aware of the book you're talking about, I don't think. It's about LucasArts. So if you'd if you'd like to email tapcaftransmissions at gmail.com with that, then I'd be happy to take a look because that sounds interesting. I wanted to kind of do a video about uh even just some of the stuff that I already know about LucasArts from 10 years ago. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I think if there's any Q&A that you guys want to do for maybe the next couple minutes, then we'll be able to do that. But uh, other than that, like I said, just a, a shorter episode this week while I'm solo. I also, I don't know how much is actually coming across in my in my voice, but I am uh, recovering from a very bad allergic reaction to Dana's dog, so I'm incredibly congested. I don't think it's a cold or anything. I don't think it's COVID. I think it's just the, like, as soon as I was done sitting on Dana's family's couch, which had dogs all over me and over it, I was, I was done for, like, two days. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, like, LucasArts, a lot of Star Wars gaming troubles, I guess, in the last 10 years or 15 years now, gets put at EA's feet, but the, the situation at LucasArts was not good from 2009 until the buyout. Like, there's a reason that LucasArts functionally didn't exist when the buyout happened and that's why EA was necessary like they've spun it back up now with Lucasfilm Games doing like the licensing side of it but there were so many cancelled projects and so many problems at LucasArts after like the Force Unleashed that the company was kind of shit so I don't I don't agree with all of the choices with EA and necessarily even the choice to give EA that 
position as the publisher, like the publisher of Star Wars games. But you were coming out of an era where there was only one publisher of Star Wars games, LucasArts. And I guess they just decided to replace that with a company that was a lot more solvent than LucasArts. Because it, it was it was not in a good place. But, uh, but yeah. So, uh, I think we are going to leave it there for tonight's episode. Sorry, Black Wolf. But we will be live in 25 minutes uh, for those of you who want to join over on twitch.tv slash loses or youtube.com slash x2. Me, Charlie, Zach, and Ilkin from Kings and Generals are going to be playing some more board games. Justin may turn up for a little while. Um, maybe not. Uh, so, oh, Lucasfilm, not LucasArts. Okay, well then, everyone can just ignore what I'd said for the, uh, for the last 20 minutes. But, like, uh, but, like, there was nothing, there was nothing inherent in the deal with, with EA that meant that other companies couldn't have developed games under them as the publisher. It's just EA tended to work with publisher, with developers they owned. So, there, it's hard to say who a better choice would have been, because, like, Without the investment at that point to just completely rebuild LucasArts, then it's it's kind of hard to to find the alternative there. So, like, you want someone who you know is established in the industry, and on the publisher side, there's there's not many options for that that are going to cover multiple genres. So, like, you have Ubisoft, which I think is worse than EA, and I think, I think even at the time, it might be, like, recency bias, but even at the time, I feel like people weren't as positive on Ubisoft now. Like, I think in the last few years, EA has kind of, uh, I'll say, laundered their public image, uh, whereas Ubisoft is just, on, like, down in the trash pile. So, I don't know if Ubisoft would have been a better choice at that point. But, uh, but yeah, so board games coming up in 25 minutes, twitch.tv slash Corey loses, as well as youtube.com slash ECKSTOO. This will be going up on the podcast feed next week. I'll, or maybe this will go up on the podcast feed. It was mostly just me ranting about stuff. Uh, but next week I'll hopefully have a guest and we'll be able to talk about, uh, some sort of book or comic. I'll try to figure that out in the next couple of days so I can, tweet out what we're going to be doing. I'll also put it on the community page here if and when I figure that out. Otherwise, I'll, I don't know, I'll do another, another, like a sporkle quiz or something. But thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Hope to see you next time. Have a good one, everyone.